0: And you're very welcome along to another edition of Across the Line with me, Shane Brough, for your Friday evening build up to the sporting weekend and the Premier County and uh, on this week's show we look ahead to a huge weekend for ladies teams in Tipperary with two clubs in All-Ireland uh, Championship action on Saturday and uh, we'll be previewing uh, both those games uh, momentarily. We'll begin by looking ahead to Mullen Hones All-Ireland Ladies Club Intermediate Football fi- uh, final against uh, Longford Slashers and we'll hear from uh, skipper Jennifer Brett, manager Mary O'Shea and former manager uh, Paul Kelly. We'll hear from the Drummond Inch camp ahead of their All-Ireland Senior club Camogie semi final with uh, Lockheed Shamrocks. We'll be hearing from Aoife McGrath and manager Pat Ryan. Tipperary County Board Convention takes place on Sunday and we'll chat with Conor O'Donovan on Nina Arrog's motion relating to the hand pass. This weekend sees the latest round of the uh, World Rugby Sevens Tour in Cape Town and we'll hear from Tipperary's Amy Lee Murphy Crow, part of the Ireland squad. And as ever, we'll be talking dogs with Barry Drake. So, all that and more over the next hour or so. So, stay tuned. And we'll begin with a uh, ladies' football here on tomorrow afternoon at three o'clock at Croke Park. Mulhurn go for All Ireland glory when they take on Longford Slashers in the All Ireland Intermediate uh, Club Final. Uh, again, we can have live here. We, we, you, again, you can hear live here on Tip FM in association with Le Hart's Skoda in Clonmel. Paul Carroll and former Mulhurn manager Paul Kelly will be bringing you the action. To begin our build-up to the game, we will firstly hear from uh, Mulhurn captain Jennifer Brett, who spoke with uh, Paul Carroll at the All Ireland press event earlier this week. And they began by asking her about the excitement locally. Ahead of the game. Oh my god,
1: it's it's huge. The um community in the parish, you know, has gotten behind us. Um, there's a buzz um around the village and stuff like that. It's yeah, it's pretty amazing now.
2: And you're up there in Crow Park now, it's a it's a huge thing having your, your club play up in, in Crow Park. Um I heard Lorraine O'Shea mention that you have some experience, some of your players have already played up there. I was just wondering about, about that experience that some of you have and um I suppose the element of excitement that brings to the whole thing as well.
1: Yeah, of course, there's, um, you know, playing up in Croke Park is absolutely huge. Um, of course, we have, you know, a few of the girls like um, Michaela Camille and Denise Gall, obviously played with Kilkenny Camogie up here um, only this year. Um, you know, it's to have their kind of experience and knowledge about the place is obviously will bring um, um, kind of more in-depth kind of or experience to it all. Um, and obviously, hopefully, it'll help us out in the end.
2: And what's it like being there now, knowing that that on Saturday you're going to be there again uh, in the All Ireland final?
1: Yeah, um, yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's, I don't think it has hit us properly yet, but um, no, just even going out onto the pitch and stuff, it's uh, it's just amazing. The whole the whole setup, the place, yeah, it's really it's fantastic.
2: Um, I suppose you've you've been on a great journey the last uh, I suppose eighteen months. Really, you won the. Tipperary Junior and Munster Junior, got to the All Ireland Junior Final last year, not even twelve months ago, I don't think. And now you've made it all the way to the All Ireland Intermediate uh, Final. Just talk to me about that journey you've been on over the last few years.
1: Yeah, um, no, it's, yeah, just kind of reflecting on it all. It's been a pretty major journey. I mean, we were just in the All Ireland there in the in February, um, so we've to reach two All Irelands in the past year. You know, it's pretty um, amazing. Um, I can only you know it's down to the girls at the end of the day like all the girls and the management that we've had with us you know we've put in so much work and effort into this year and I feel like that's the only kind of that's major reason why we are where we are today you know you have girls who've traveling back from college and stuff like that it's just putting in the hours and the work to get where we are today it's yeah it's pretty amazing
2: and obviously the semi-final win then uh, last time out after extra time against Derry um i think it was Lorraine with the with the goal in the second half of extra time that's probably given you huge momentum going into this final
1: oh, 100% um that's yeah that game was definitely our toughest to date we had you know it was a fight all the way through and we dug deep for that and um we came out on top thank god but yeah Lorraine's goal then um a few of the other girls um, scoring points and stuff like that, you know, helped us. Nicole's goal as well, you know, pushed us over the line at the end of the day. And, um, yeah, it was it was a tough match now through and through. And we're kind of expecting that again for Saturday, another tough one to go out to.
2: I was going to ask that, yeah. Have you got to see much of, of Langford Slashers? Do you know what you're kind of coming up against?
1: Um, no, we... I you know that's not a I don't think that's really what we're concentrating on now um we'll kind of worry about ourselves more so than worrying about them obviously um we know that they're going to be a strong fit there's no doubt about that but um we've a lot of things that you know are that we play well with and we'll continue to play well with and you know we're coming up to croke park a new environment kind of a bigger pitch so we'll have to kind of keep that in mind as well so um we won't concentrate on it but we'll definitely take a few pointers
2: and I suppose the experience of the the junior All Ireland um last year when when you bet or when you uh, were beaten by St Jude's um I suppose at least that's probably a help in terms of okay we've been in an All Ireland final before so it's not the the big um kind of burden that that is your first All Ireland final that probably um helps you a bit and I suppose losing that final might I suppose spur you on a bit for for this Saturday as well
1: oh definitely um you know we've been using that kind of throughout this champion, championship especially come up. Into these last stages, you know, kind of not being want to feel and or not wanting to feel the way we felt uh, there in February against when we lost All Ireland. Um, it was devastating for every girl on the team. Um, so we'll definitely use that to our advantage. We won't let it weigh us down, but we'll definitely it'll help us drive us forward. Hopefully, um, of course, yeah, it's to be in a second All Ireland is huge. Um, I don't think you know you can get used to these type of experiences, um, but. We'll definitely be using
0: that, hopefully, to our advantage on Saturday. Mullen uh, Jennifer, Pret- uh, Jennifer Brett, excuse me, uh, speaking with her own Paul Carroll, earlier this week, ahead of tomorrow's All-Ireland Intermediate Club Ladies Football Final uh, against uh, Longford Slashers. And uh, joining me on the line is the Mullen manager, uh, Mary O'Shea. Mary, you're welcome to the show.
3: Thank you, Ronan, thank
0: you. Uh, Mary, um, I suppose what really it feels, I suppose, that the night before the big day, I'm sure you're just, oh, just hoping to get out into the field now at this stage.
3: Well, that's it, yeah, yeah. I mean, the sooner we feel like we we'll just get out there and kick ball, you know. Um, the build-up has been fantastic, but uh, tonight now we'd like to just get out there now and start playing, you know.
0: Yeah, and it, it, I suppose from from your point of view, I suppose that the... the to be in Crow Park and I suppose it's nearly a relief in some ways that the final is there because there's no messing with venues and maybe this cold snap like Crow Park is perfectly playable. I think there's underside heat in there so there's no issues with, with the games going ahead there tomorrow. No, no. Um I suppose just in terms of your the the I suppose the the focus since the, the Derry Gonnelly game, um any injuries um I suppose in terms of being able to focus fully on the tomorrow's game.
3: I no, no, we have. I think we're all good to go now. We were fairly. There was a couple of. Um, yeah, there were tight hamstrings and quads and that, like you know. But um, I think they're all sorted now. Um, we prepared uh, Wednesday night with our last night's training. We we trained in feathers and well, it was pretty cold in there as well. But it's was, it was fabulous to have that facility, you know. Um, so um, yeah, we just went through a few things on, on on Wednesday. It was it wasn't a major training session, but um, just tie down a few things, you know.
0: How so, important um, is tapping in maybe to the experience of of I suppose preparing for last year's junior final. Um, I know that the venue is different. It, it sort of it adds to it, but in some ways, it, it it's it's similar in terms of expectation and pressure and uh, having the focus to, to go out and do a job.
3: That's it. Yeah, I mean, like, um, really, we're we're just going to focus on another game of football um, as much as we can. Like, and trying to forget about all the the extras around it. You know. Um, We'll just hopefully do what we were doing all along and see where that takes us, you know. Um, you yeah, well, of course, um, Crow Park is, is is another element to it, like you know. And I think the girls are are, are looking forward to it, you know. And um, it's going to be an experience for them all.
0: Yeah, I think a number of them have ex- have played up there um, at inter-county level, I believe.
3: Uh, they have, yeah. I mean, we we have Lorraine and Eve, and um, then of course uh, Denise and Michaela. You know, they've, they've all played in Crow Park, like so, um, or they've been in Croke, you know, they've, they've, they've experienced that. That's a county level too, you know, with, with your club, it's completely different, you know, it's, it's going to be tremendous for, for all the girls.
0: Absolutely, mm-hmm. and in terms of your opponents, uh, Longford Slashers, they're they're current Longford senior champions. Their their champions are low play playing the intermediate grade, and just looking at their route to the final, they, they haven't had it easy. Like I think the Leinster final, they got off to a, an awful start, but came back and won pretty comfortably. Yeah,
3: yeah, no, no, no they're they they're um they're a good side, like you know that they they when they when they're in session they're very mobile, and 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 they're also mobile in defence. I mean, they have a good counter attack as well, you know, um yeah they have very good runners they have the like the var and Evan there and careellers i mean they they they're very they're a they're a threat like when they when they start moving you know um but look, at, we've we've come up against that, against with tony and and, and Guy as well you know, so we just we just want to take it and see how it, where, where it takes' it's like you know I know the pitch is going to be a lot wider and bigger you know, but still hopefully we'll we'll be able to um mm-hmm. do the matchups fairly right you know
0: is is that is 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 would the extra space suit your team?
3: I think so. Yeah, I think it will. Yeah, um, I, I know it's going to be very cold there now tomorrow. You know, I mean, I think I think they're only giving it are they giving it a zero or one degree tomorrow? You know, but um, look, we'll, we'll see how it goes. It's going to be the same for both teams. You know.
0: Yeah, you mentioned the the excitement locally. I'm sure it's it's it it, it, it it's it's been a special last uh, ten day, I suppose, since, special time since that that semi final win, knowing that you're you're going back to an All Ireland final, but also playing it in Crow Park.
3: Ah, yeah. I mean, there's a great buzz in the parish and the wider community, and everybody is behind us. I mean, the support we're getting, we're getting phone calls from, I mean, people that, you know, that have been in torture for years, they're all contacting us. And, you know, it's a fabulous buzz in the parish.
0: And um I'm sure there's probably not going to be too many left behind after to, to tomorrow morning by the time they make the journey to Dublin.
3: Ah yeah, there's a couple of buses going up all right. Yeah, 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 there is, yeah, there are, there are a lot of people travelling. And on, uh, and for the people that are not travelling, it's it's on Tina G at three o'clock it's you know, so it's been
1: televised. So. Yeah,
0: I, I know there was a a change of um Munster Senior Club final but I think the Intermediate final is staying live on the telly I think the Munster Senior Football final is, is on the, the app. I think so yeah, yeah. Uh, So um, look I suppose all in all I suppose it um, in terms of how, how do you feel the the, the the group have I suppose maybe prepared maybe differently for this final compared to the last one maybe was there anything maybe you felt last year maybe there was lack of focus or do you feel you're, you, there's, there's no excuses this time round
3: well, sure, look, at it, um, last year it was, it, was, it was a whole new experience for us as well and the venue last year, you know, we got off to a public start last year and, um, you know, they just come back into it, like, you know, so hopefully, like, we'll, we'll, we'll stay with them tomorrow, you know. And I think the experience of last year, I, I mean, I, I hope that will stand to the girls, like, I mean, as Jenny said there, like, I mean... Uh, it's a horrible feeling to, to lose to lose an All-Ireland final like you know so that, that might drive us on tomorrow you
0: know Absolutely and we oh. wish Mary we wish you and your team all the best tomorrow and hopefully you'll be slinging uh, them on, uh, on the steps of the Hogan stand tomorrow oh, tomorrow please evening
3: Please God please God but well, thanks a million Shane
0: Cheers Mary thanks very much Thank Take care Bye 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 Joining me on the line now is uh, Paul Kelly a former Mullin uh, manager who was in charge of the team we in last year's All-Ireland junior final Paul you're welcome to the show
4: Thanks, Shane.
0: Good, uh, Paul. I suppose you played in um, you played in All Ireland final what 21 years ago for Tipperary. Um, I'm sure you're you're probably a little bit envious at seeing that the, the green and the green and red hoop will be out there tomorrow, and that you'd love to probably be doing it in some uh, you'd love to have done it in some shape or form among the horn.
4: Yeah, listen. I suppose it will be it's everyone's player's dream to to play in Croke Park, and particularly with your club, Shane. Um, so the girls are in a a privileged position there tomorrow. So. Listen, you'd love to be them So hopefully they'll, they'll have a, a good day And they'll have fond memories from tomorrow
0: Absolutely And like I said, you were over the, the team this time last year What is, what's a, that's so special about this group of players? Like, do you think if you move up a grade It might take you maybe a year or two to settle in But like this, this group are just going from strength to strength
4: That's right, um, Shane Yeah, I took them over last year um, We won the County Junior Championship And the girls just got it, that winning mentality behind them. They got to a Munster final and they, they, they won that. And then they had an epic battle with St. Brendan's down in Callan last year. Um, then we came up against St. Jude's and probably on the, on the day we were, to me, we were very unlucky. A um, couple of decisions went against us. And plus St. Jude's, like, if you go back to their team last year, they had eight or nine from the Dublin Camogie panel last year which, you know, I suppose, in terms of strength and conditioning, they were probably that little bit more advanced in terms of that, that area, you know, the sports science element of it.
0: Mm. So do you feel that the, the girls have uh, definitely maybe bridged the gap in terms of that and has uh, played a part in them being, I suppose, settling in so comfortably at the intermediate level this year?
4: Yeah, well, listen, I, I suppose you look at Eith O'Brien, their back last year. She was, she was uh, 15, 16 years of age. Um, you also look at... Uh, who had Chloe Gunn there. So all the, all those girls are a, are a year older, Shane. So, you know, like, physically, they've probably developed that a little bit more. And then you're more seasoned players like Lorraine, Ava, Nicole, who are with the Tipperary Seniors. So they would have been all under strength and conditioning programs with the tip senior lady footballers during the year. You know, so... And then you have Denise Gall and Michaela Keneally, who bring another advanced uh, element of, I suppose, strength and conditions, having been with the One Day All-Ireland Senior Camogie title, with Kenny, during the year. So, you know, I suppose that, that all helps, like.
0: Mm-hmm. And just in terms of what makes this, this group tick, like, are they... Um, what, what what did you? What was the, the main thing you took from the, the group when you were over them this time last year?
4: Um, I suppose this time last year, like, our backs were formidable. Um, we went to Castle, Castle Haven last year and our backs absolutely played our hearts out against an, a, breeze, a very strong breeze in the second half. And even this year, like, like the average score in the last three games have been nine points you know, from on the horn, which is, it's, it's, it's not a lot to be conceding in terms of, of ladies' football, you know. So our, their backs are are well-structured. Um, they have great character about themselves. And then your forwards, like, they filter back. They work hard when they're not in possession of the ball. And when, when the ball is turned over, they're able to attack in waves, like, you know. And even the last day, I suppose, when the game was in the middle pot and they were a point down, or two points down, Lorraine. You know they attacked, and Lorraine got a goal, which I suppose was the, the deciding score of the game. Realistically,
0: yeah. And you'd love to, f- you'd love to think maybe after the disappointment of last year, like to come get back to a, a final again the following year. It'd be great for this group of girls to um, to have a, an All Ireland title uh, under under their belt.
4: That's right, Shane. Well, I suppose the old saying and the cliche is, you have to lose one to win one. So hopefully, and again, it goes back to when I was involved with Tip in '09. You know, um, the memory bank, Larry Corbett, used was harp on about, it. you know, that memory bank, that feeling of disappointment in that dressing room, how you felt, the journey home and the bus. You know, hopefully the, the girls will all have all that in the memory bank for tomorrow. And that will just, you know, that they'll give a performance that's well worthwhile of being our Ireland champions come tomorrow evening.
0: Well, I'm sure they will I know you'll be on co-commentary duty with uh, Paul Carroll for that game here on Tip FM uh, tomorrow uh, Paul Kelly uh, wish you uh, a safe travel to Dublin thanks for joining us and across the line
4: Thanks Shane uh,
0: Just a reminder yeah, that that All-Ireland Intermediate Ladies club football final uh, 3 o'clock tomorrow Mullinahone up against Longford Slashers it's live here on Tip FM uh, Time for our first break we'll be back in part 2 with Camogie and you're very welcome back to the show and we move on to Camogie now where tomorrow at one o'clock Drum and Inch will be to, aiming to reach a first All-Ireland Senior Club Camogie final uh, since 2012 when they take on Ulster champions Lockiel Shamrocks in the All-Ireland semi-final and it's a game you can hear live here on Tip FM with Stephen Gleeson and and Tracy bringing you the action in association with Inch House Black Pudding At a press event for the semi-finals during the week, uh, Tip FM's Sheila Nocton spoke with Drum and Inch defender Aoife McGrath and she began by asking her about building up to such a big game.
5: Yeah, look, really, really looking forward to it. Like, you know, it's a massive occasion. Um, you know, it's it's the pin- pinnacle of, of the the Camogie calendar year. I think, like, you know, obviously winning the county final it was fantastic this year. Like, you know, and to win a monster final was an added bonus. And I look really, really looking forward to this weekend. And look, there's a great buzz around the place. Like, you know, you're you're going into town and you're meeting people and they're asking about it and wishing you luck and stuff. Like, you know, so it's really good, really nice.
6: You obviously have had uh, a month off now since so I just wonder how have you managed that gap Um how have you prepared trained what have you been doing?
5: Yeah look I suppose it's a a bit of an unusual one to get a a four-week gap this time of the year like um you know it, it had been pretty intense up to that like you know you were kind of playing every week or every second week we'll say throughout the knockout stages then the county championship and then into Munster like you know but um Look, I suppose the, the break was no harm too. we probably had a couple of tired bodies after a couple of very tough matches like you know so it was nice to get a break as well and look we were able to train very hard get a couple of challenge matches in in fairness to the management like they they've managed it really well and look we're really really looking forward to to getting back on the field and playing a competitive game this weekend.
6: Yeah, and look I mean if you got got through it you'd be going to Croke Park so surely that spurs you all on. What would that be like?
5: Yeah absolutely like to to play croque Park with, with, with your club it, it would be very very special and I suppose in the lead up to Christmas it'd be a nice Christmas present like you know it like I said it, it's a massive occasion Like and to get over the line and, and have a prize like that on, on like at the end of it like you know would be massive and something look we hopefully can achieve on Saturday. So the last
6: time you got to this stage uh, unfortunately it didn't uh, go your way um, but I suppose, have you taken anything from that? Is there anything that you've been talking about or doing now in training uh, because of the previous experience?
5: Yeah, look, I suppose this time last year we played Sarasfields in the 2020 campaign and look, came up against a very good team on the day, but we're probably a bit disappointed with our own performance, probably felt we didn't give the best account of ourselves that we could like to you know. And then I suppose we lost the, the monster final the following, um, we'll say that In January, February time this year, like you know, so look to get over the line in in the county first of all this year, get over the line in Munster and be facing into semi final this weekend. It it's really great. Um, look, we we know the challenge that's ahead of us. Like you know, they're going to be really really tough physical side, fast, well able to hurl. Like you know, so we're going to have to give a really really good account of ourselves. And look, we've been training hard. you know the management team have have worked it very well like you know trying to to push ourselves to a new level like you know and and really get the most out of every session and look hopefully come saturday we can give the best the best performance that we've given so far on saturday
6: do you adapt what you're doing depending on the team have you been looking at the team have your management been looking at the team or do you go play as you always would play
5: um, yeah, look. Any team, any team you come against, like you know, they're going to have key players that like you might have a game plan for. But look, for the most part, look, we're focusing on ourselves and, and getting what we're doing right on the field, like you know, and, and working a game plan that we want to play. Um, so look, yeah, we've looked into them a bit, like, but but for the most part, we're focusing on ourselves and getting the most out of us.
6: And so then, I suppose, finally, you talked a bit about the squad there and going into it. What is it like? I suppose in terms of being united and going into it together how good how how important is your your team bond when you're going into something like this
5: um yeah look it, it's massive like you know um in fairness we're a very very tight-knit group like you know we're great friends on and off the field like you know so that helps and like when you're when you're trolling through the muck this time of the year like you know what training and, and the, the person beside you is is encouraging you along like you know it's great and like we are, we're a really tight in the group. Like, you know, we do we do everything together as a team. Like, you know, so look, that's really important because when it comes to the throws of battle, you know, like the person beside you is there and has been through the same as you and, and he's going to push you on and you're going to push them on. So look, yeah, it's really important. And I think it's something we really have to a great effect in our squad.
0: Uh, Drum and Inch defender uh, Aoife McGrath speaking with her own uh, Sheila Nocton (coughs) earlier this week at the launch of the All-Ireland Club Senior uh, Camogie semi-finals and joining me on the line now is Drum and Inch manager Pat Ryan. Pat you're welcome to the show Shane how are you? Good Pat I suppose at this stage of preparations you just love to be getting out in the field and Getting the play underway, but unfortunately, with the way the weather is, you have a few headaches. But I believe the the, the venue in Ashburn um, is now unplayable. Is it?
7: Uh, yeah, that's, uh, Ashburn has been pulled. Um, we're looking at two different. We're looking at two options at the minute. We're just waiting on a report back from the referee. was doing a pitch inspection in one of them at six o'clock. We're just waiting on word back from that. But there's another alternative all weather pitch being looked at as well. So. As of now, we don't know, but when we do, everybody everybody will know asap.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it it, it it's frust- It has to be frustrating, and I'm sure. Look, it's the same for lucky and I'm sure it's the same for for every club that has a big game tomorrow. It's just um, I suppose frustrating that that you just love to have everything uh, dotted now, and the only thing to do is get to the venue, but that's not the case.
7: That's exactly it. Look, you've got you're meeting up there tonight. We're having a team meeting there tonight, and you're you, you're still. We're hoping to have everything laid out, all plans laid out with travel arrangements and all that. It's a different. It's going to be a different talk now. But look, at fundamental thing is it's not been called off. It's just been moved. So the fact of the matter is the game is going ahead. So that's that's something that. That's something that's positive but where it is at the minute we just don't know but as I said as soon as we do everybody will know.
0: Well I suppose focusing on, on the task at hand um, I suppose people might look at Loch Eel and say okay um, they beat Schlock Neel uh, maybe took out the, the favourite team in Ulster but like, if you beat Schlock you can't be too bad yourselves.
7: They're not too bad and as I said I went up to see them they were they were, they were dogging now in their approach they played very well they played a good brand of camogie as well Look, I suppose I said it already. Um, we're two evenly matched teams um, regard, regarding style of camogie and I suppose the physical aspect of it as well. And I suppose and as I said it already. Not being cliche, but it's it's going to come down to whoever wants it more on the day. Shane.
0: Mm-hmm. I suppose this time last year when you lost the semi final to to Sarsfields, um, do you feel you've learned you've learned something different of, of what what did. Uh, maybe that extra ingredient you feel it needs to, to maybe to to win an All Ireland semi final.
7: Well, the fact right you play the semi final, they were they're a good team and they've been there there, but they have the experience of winning those big games. I suppose it's a new it was a new venture for us. We had the final behind us for, to get there. Fair enough, but it was a step up again that maybe we weren't we weren't focused on. But it's not like a defeat to refocus the mind. And I suppose when we came back in this year, it was. I got, them all in the, I got them all around the field and I and I, I, I planted the seed, I suppose. I said, look, we got there last year. There's, not, there's we, we know we're good enough to get back there again. It's been a hard slog getting back there. We've had many, many difficult days trying to get back there. We're back here again. So it's, it's a case of what have you learned now and can you drive it on? And the atmosphere within the training and within the camp itself is fantastic and it seems to be getting stronger and stronger. And it, it could be, you know, it, it, all the signs are. We're, we're in a good place at the minute. And that's why I'm glad the, the, the matches are called off because we're in a good spot at the minute.
0: Yeah, and I suppose going back to that Munster final four weeks ago, I think the the manner of, I suppose, the way you, you finished strong, like got the last, was it six points to, to win the game, is as if the case of. It was a case of it was so tight that game for 45 minutes, it was a case of who was going to blink first and Drum didn't blink.
7: We didn't blink, no, and I suppose the hurt from the, la- from the year before, you were so close to, to getting the opportunity to, I suppose, even just go to extra time, but you had, you had a chance there to win that game after we scored the goal, we, maybe we should have seen it out then, but look, bygones now, you live and learn, so hopefully, hopefully we've learned and we hopefully get over, get over, get over tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon.
0: Now you've had a four-week uh, wait since the Munster final, so I presume it's given you a chance to, to re refresh and refocus the girls again.
7: There's that, yeah, but there, I always, I like momentum as well myself, I'd be kind of one of those that you have the momentum going, maybe, to be an ideal opportunity to keep it going, but look, Lockheel got the, have the, have the same, have the same, not problem, but the same scenario, so look, we, we've, We've managed it as best we can. All the girls are fresh. I suppose even going back to last year, there was such a congestion of fixtures, maybe fatigue came into it, both mentally and physically. But this time, this time, this time, we're we're in a better. As I said already, we're in a better place now.
0: Absolutely, Pat. And I say, Pat, I let you go. But if you hear Anton before seven o'clock, you might uh, send me word on the mobile, and I get the word out across the across the airwaves of a of a venue, if you know, before seven o'clock.
7: That's no problem, Shane,
0: no problem. And we wish you had the best of luck tomorrow. And please, God, you're preparing Thank for an All-Ireland you. final tomorrow evening.
7: Thanks a million. Take care.
0: Drum and Inch manager Pat Ryan is speaking to us ahead of that All-Ireland Senior Club Camogie semi-final against Lockheel Shamrocks. Now, that game is going ahead tomorrow. Um, it won't be in Ashburn. We don't have a venue yet. We assume it'll still be one o'clock, and if it is, we'll have it live here on uh, Tip FM. But uh, just keep uh, up to date with social media and keep up to date listening to Tip FM in terms of uh, coverage changes and uh, venue changes. Uh, Time for our next break, and we'll be back in part three with uh, Jay. And you're very welcome back to the show. And now we move to GA, where on Sunday afternoon at the Dome at Semple Stadium, the annual convention of the by by uh, former Nina O'Rourke and former Tipperary All Ireland winning defender Conor O'Donovan. Conor, you welcome to the show? Uh, good
8: evening, Shane. Good to have you along, uh, Conor.
0: You on? Uh, Conor, just in terms of the motion being put forward, what are you proposing?
8: Okay, well. Uh Okay, so maybe we'll just go back to the basics here. First of all, Shane, if if you don't mind, right? Yeah. Uh, Like, listed within the GAA's set of playing rules for hurling are two technical fouls, which are as follows. Rule 4.2A states that it is a foul to throw the ball. And Rule 4.2B states that it is a foul to hand pass the ball without it being released and struck with a definite striking action of a hand. Now, while the wording of these rules is well-intended, Like, the current evidence has exposed their ineffectiveness in the prevention of ball throwing throughout the sport of hurling at all levels. Like, the the sport of hurling now has become more possession-based, primarily through its range of hand-passing skills. And the type of hand-pass that is most used by players is where the ball is offloaded directly from the same hand that's holding it. However, in doing so, players are a lot more frequently engaging the act of throwing the ball which is seldom penalized by the referees. Mm-hmm. Okay? So th- that, that is the issue, that there's so much throwing of the ball going on and hurling, and those two rules are being broken. Okay? So, like, in consultation with a number of like-minded hurling people like myself, I drafted up the wording of a proposed new rule, and we call it Rule 4.2c. And that will state that it is a foul to either hand pass the ball or palm the ball directly from the same hand that is holding the ball.
0: Mm-hmm. I I know I, I, you sent me a couple of clips of how it would work, and just from looking at it, you think okay, um, if, if players get up to speed with that, it, it could it, it could work. But it, I'd say short term, if a rule like that came in, it would be a, a, a sea change in how hurling is played. As you said, the the majority. The, 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 I suppose the most popular way at the moment of hand-passing the ball is from the hand from the, hand that's all, the ball is already in. Yeah,
8: it, it is. And look, to be fair, referees in general do a good job. Like, however, like at all levels, you know, inter-county and club, and in all grades, they are sadly like, only able to get to grips with the ball-throwing problem. Right? And this is like, resulting in them mistakenly allowing the throwing of the ball to go uh, unpenalised. Like, which it's not reflecting well on refereeing standards as a whole.
0: Do you feel no. there's um, a pressure on referees? in some ways to be allowed the game to flow, and if they're pulling up too yeah. many of these, like they're under, they're they're damned if they do and damned if yeah. they don't.
8: That's a very good point, uh, Shane. And you like it's a, it's a catch-22 situation for referees. Like by not penalising the infractions of rule 4.2A and 4.2B, it's leading to more instances of players throwing the ball. However if the referees penalise every instance of ball throwing, there will be uproar, like from players, team management, supporters, spectators alike, because there will be too many stoppages in play. And you do hear all the time, you know, from pundits or whoever like that, that, the, you know, you hear them urging the referees to let the game flow. Now, if I could just go back to the All-Ireland semi-finals of last year and the All-Ireland final, right? Uh, someone who goes by the pen name Four Candles, compiled hand-passing stats from the two All-Ireland semifinals and also the All-Ireland Hurling final. And they, 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 these were posted on the Premier Review. And their findings were as follows. In the All-Ireland semifinals, Limerick had 76 hand-passes. 82% of them were throws. Watford had 37 passes. 59% of them were throws. Cork had 57 passes. 84% of them were throws. McKinney had 58, 58 hand-passes. 43% were at throws and in the All-Ireland final Limerick had 65 hand passes 71% were throws Cork had 53 passes and 74% were throws Now, those statistics are replicated by every hurling team in the country and that includes the teams in my club and also Shane, the teams in your club
2: mm-hmm.
8: uh, and if you, like, you don't and in a, a reversal of roles I'd like to ask you the question Like, do you find those statistics acceptable?
0: They're, they're probably not and look I, I would be more i suppose i'd be like, like i'd be an old-fashioned person in terms of i'd like to see a lot more striking of the ball and deliveries into the forwards and i suppose if, if, if this motion or if this new rule ever came in not only would it clean up the hand pass it probably you would also promote the striking of the ball which is probably another aspect you you're hoping that maybe this motion would would help uh, bring about
8: absolutely because all other hand passing skills First of all, involves a striking action. All right. So, if you like, the the introduction of this rule would make it much more uh, clear cut for the referees, and to make their lives an awful lot easier. And we hear there was uh, a uh, Tim Floyd um, commenting in his secretary's report uh, about the amount of abuse that's been directed at referees. And this is one source of the abuse. You know, whether the referee penalises or not. You know, it, 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 if the ball is thrown. And he doesn't penalise it there's a shout from, the, from either the sideline or the stands or whatever, or from other players that I was throwing. And he gets criticised, you mm-hmm. know, if he doesn't penalise it. You know? So that was straight away, the introduction of this rule was straight away eliminate that issue mm-hmm. for referees. Make and work here
0: for? Me. And I suppose in terms of getting this motion past the first hurdle of getting it to Congress, is you have to, has to get get past at a county board convention. Um, yeah. Have you done any canvassing to in terms of clubs to to, to suppose to get enough uh, voting to get it passed on Sunday? Well,
8: um, no, I don't believe there's it's, it's necessary, um, uh, Shane, because the issue speaks for itself. And like when when I submitted. Uh, this proposed rule to my club, Nene Rogue for consideration. It was approved, you know, to submit it to, the, to Tip G A Convention to be voted on for approval to go forward. Okay, to the G A Congress as a motion. And I'm delighted that the club has taken a lead on this issue. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, come Sunday, uh, we we would be asking all clubs, as a Nene would be asking all clubs in the county to take a lead on the issue of endeavouring to eliminate ball-throwing from hurling and to support our motion for submission to Congress. I think the issue speaks for itself, uh, Shane, that this this matter needs to be resolved. Like, ball-throwing is is not part of of hurling. Uh, Not only is it against the spirit of hurling, but it's also actually against the rules of hurling. And unfortunately, ball-throwing today, from what I can see, is becoming the foundation on which the modern game is built.
0: Absolutely, I know so I'm looking forward to, to this debate on uh, Sunday, and to I suppose to to see um, if if it gets passed, and hopefully take it to the next stage and go to GA Congress, where I suppose every county would have a say on, on the the uh, uh, current state of the hand pass. Uh, Conor O'Donovan of uh, Nenagh, thanks for joining us and across the line. Okay, thanks
8: very much, Jane. All the best.
0: Conor Donovan there uh, uh, talking about the uh, motion on the hand pass which will be discussed at Tipperary GA Convention on Sunday Time for our final break and we'll be back in part 4 with Rugby and Greyhound Racing well, you're welcome back to the show. And uh, just in terms of uh, local fixtures and uh, in terms of local soccer, on Sunday, sees the fourth round of the uh, Munster Junior Cup. Five Tipperary teams in action, of course. Just check with your local club in, in case these games don't go ahead. It's Riverstown uh, against Peak Villa A and Riverstown at half 11. Newmarket Celtic against Killeville United in Newmarket Run-Fergus at 2 o'clock. Connish Corinthians against Rio in Douglas at 2 o'clock. T- two Mile Boroughs at home to Charleville at 2 o'clock. And Springfield Ramblers against uh, Peak Villa in Cove at three o'clock in all Ireland League rugby. Uh, as it stands, all uh, games go ahead tomorrow, uh, mor- tomorrow afternoon. But. Again, please check with your local club in terms of pitch inspections. Uh, Cashel against Blackhawk College in Division 2A at half two. Nina Ormond at home two. Navan at 2.30 in Division 2C. It's Clonmel at home two Sunday as well. And also this weekend in rugby, it's the latest round of the World Rugby Sevens in Cape Town, South Africa, where among Ireland's women's team is Tipperary's Emily murphy Crow, who spoke with Tip FM Sports Editor Paul Carroll this week. And it began by asking her about how she got into rugby. Um, yeah, so I
9: grew up um, just outside Tipperary Town where as a eight nine year old I started um, doing athletics with Brita Christie um, I'm sure many people have heard of her on this um, listening to this radio um, and then I picked up rugby in Clan William when I was 15 um, and from from there then I just went from club to provincial to sevens to um, 15s yeah so it kind of full circle really, Um, joining, um, starting obviously out with 15s and then getting my debut for 15s in 2021, but also having the 7s in there for a good eight years in between. Um, So yeah, that's kind of my rugby journey.
2: Yeah and how important was that kind of that start I suppose in, in athletics and stuff like that because uh, if anyone hasn't seen you play you're fairly rapid on the field like so speed is a big part of your game um, so it was that was probably important uh, coming, coming through the ranks
9: Yeah funnily enough as a 8 or 9 or 10 year old I didn't actually know that I would end up playing rugby um, for Ireland and having that athletic, athletics background and the techniques that breeder would have shown me um, has definitely helped me today to be um, as fast as I am um, obviously there's things I can obviously work on with getting stronger and in the gym and stuff to help me with my speed but having those techniques just be habitual to me because I did it as a young um, a young girl um, a young teenager um definitely helped me um, but then obviously leaving an individual track form of sport and going into handout coordination was probably um, something that I would have had to work on in, and in school I played basketball so that was definitely something that helped me with my handout coordination um, to help me with rugby.
2: Yeah and I suppose you're a predominantly sevens rugby player now for the last uh, couple of years you said I think it was 2013 when you were first called in um, for people who, who mightn't be too aware I suppose you're traveling the world really you play in Hong Kong and you play in Cape Town this Friday and you're in Dubai last week um, it's a lot of traveling it's a lot of uh, commitment I suppose to sevens but what's the kind of lifestyle of a sevens player um, like
9: yeah so um, usually our season will start like around September-ish um, and we'll do like a big pre-season we might do a camp with the French because we're actually we've really our coaches have good um, connections there so we'll get a good um Good rugby uh, contact with them when we head over there, if they head over with us. So it's it's good to be able to see what we've done in pre season um, and put that into place. But um, we head then on the World Series, and that's obviously eight, seven, eight legs um, from the months of December to May, traveling, like you say, Cape Town, Dubai. Um, then we go down to New Zealand, Sydney, and then on to Vancouver, Hong Kong and then head to France in the at the end of the season, um, to Toulouse. But then we head into Europeans, which are um a huge tournament for us as well. So we have them that are played usually in June and July. Um and then you get like August off. <laughs> um, not fully, but you you'll get it off. Um, And you'll be able to, you know, have some downtime with your family, head on a holiday, whatever it is, um, catch up on some work, (laughs) whatever whatever you see fit for that downtime period. But some seasons aren't like that. Um, A lot of seasons you might have, like, qualification tournaments. So last year, in July, or last season, just gone um, in July, we had the World Cup qualification. So then we had to only have a shorter down or shorter in... um, Off season because we were heading into the World Cup in September. Um, And then we get another downtime period after um, the World Cup, and then we just headed into the World Series again.
2: Yeah, uh,
0: That is uh, Ireland Marlon uh, uh, 7's international Amy Lee Murphy Crow speaking with our own Paul Kearney. you can hear more of that interview on uh, the Tip FM uh, Tip FM online and Amy Lee Murphy Crowe was in brilliant form today she scored five tries in Ireland's two games in Cape Town to beat uh, Spain 33-12 and uh, South Africa 24-0 and they play Australia tomorrow so they're, they're a team that are absolutely uh, flying there and uh, before we go it is time to talk dogs
1: in association with Greyhound Racing Ireland because this runs deep
0: Apologies for that and we have uh, Barry Jake on the line Barry, you're welcome to the show
10: Yeah, hello again Shane
0: uh, Barry, I know uh, we was running out of time but I suppose in terms of locally um, the, the weather has uh, t- has uh, impacted tonight and tomorrow night's meetings already
10: Yeah, no racing in um, Clonmel tonight um, due to the weather but I know they have uh, plenty of uh, Christmas bookings down there tonight so they're opening at their gates, and it's uh, sure to be a good night there. They'll be covering all the action uh, live from Shelburne Park, which goes ahead, so um, spectators will have that um, to watch. And Of course, toad Facilities will be opening. Uh, Turles' next meeting um, will be on the 17th. They'll be very much looking forward to that uh, big Christmas meeting. I know Santa's going to be in attendance as well. Lots of goodie bags and stuff like that for all the kiddies. Um, so if you're in and about the... Uh, furless area on the 17th I would advise you to head along and enjoy a great night's of entertainment
0: and that's prob- there'll probably be a, a decision made on Clonmel for Sunday probably over the weekend
10: yeah just look anyone that is going greyhound racing over the course of the weekend um, check out the uh, various tracks maybe social media or stuff like that because look, there will be casualties and um, we'll just have to wait and see what happens
0: and hope, hopefully one of those won't be the, the, the final of the Irish and Ledger tomorrow night in, in Limerick
10: yeah, that's it. I think they're fairly confident um, that um, racing will go ahead there. I know they've a lot of work done um, in Limerick and stuff like that. So um, it should be all guns blazing for the big one. The final of the matchbook betting exchange, uh, Irish St. are 30,000 dollars uh, to the winner. It's an unbelievable car in Limerick tomorrow night. Uh, the feature final do off at 9.05. Just in terms of the Tipperary interest, Trap Number 1, Bob Slaterin will be the strong favour from the Plum Drawn Trap Number 1. Uh, trained the Cap White by Pat Buckley. Weekend dream and trap number two for Tipperary trainer Patrick Gilfoyle. Uh Four is Romeo Magico, previous um, winner of the English Greyhound Derby last year for Graham Holland, who's based in Golden. And then you've Anna Bailey, who we tipped up last week to run well, One at 7 1 for Rachel Wheeler, who's based in Golden. And you've Mustang Jet, then, who's co owned by Sean Burke um, in Clanville. So huge Tipperary interest um, in the final. Bob Slate Dream. He's going to be sent off at a, a short price favourite for Kappa trainer Pat Buckley and from the draw you would have to say it's going to take the world a beating. So look we're gonna we're gonna side with Bob Slade dream shade. But as I said, um, Limerick Greyhound Stadium, very much the place to be tomorrow night. All will get it going away at seven fifteen and if you can't make it there you can watch all the racing action live on Racing Post Greyhound T V. That's Sky Channel four three seven. So big night in Limerick tomorrow night.
0: Thanks for that Barry as always thanks so much Sam. Uh, Barry Drake uh, just a reminder that there's, if you are going uh, dog racing tonight in Clamellet it is off but if your Christmas party is on there that is still going ahead and there's no racing dog racing tonight or sorry tomorrow night in Thurles either and I just got a word in from um, uh, in terms of soccer that the Munster Junior Cup games this weekend they are all off and uh, there's been a blanket ban by the Munster Football Association and all games in the North Tiberian District League they're also off so uh, that is about it for this week's show I want to thank all my guests and my producer Paul Carl. Don't forget our two live games here tomorrow at uh, 1 o'clock. The All-Ireland Senior Club Komogi, semi-final between Drummond Inch and Lockheed Shamrocks. New venue for that. We don't have that to hand so check it out through local sources. Then at 3 o'clock the All-Ireland Intermediate Ladies Football final between Mullinahone and Longford Slashers from Crow Park. I've been uh, back next Friday evening at 6 for another edition of Across the Line. Bye for now.